Are your wiper blades chattering, skipping, or squeaking? Don't let streaks or smearing on your windshield compromise your visibility. When it's time to replace your wiper blades, stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts and see our selection. Our professional parts people will even install your new wiper blades while you wait. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at first, first listen. listen. We're older, we're wiser, and we're podcasting through a new decade of our lives. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. And getting to the heart of our stories. We're going places we've never gone before, and we're bringing you along with us. With new segments, correspondence, and a brand new sound. Season 9 is kicking off with an intimate interview with Grammy Award-winning singer-songwriter Natalia Laforcade. What's giving you hope right now? Well, when I see what music does to people it gives me a lot of hope if you liked locatora before you're gonna love season nine subscribe to our show and you'll see why locatora is your prima's favorite podcast listen to locatora radio as part of the my cultura podcast network available on the iHeartRadio app apple podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official Challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. Winter is coming. Heavy rain, sleet, snow, and ice. Are your tires up for the challenge? In the season's worst conditions, winter tires are a game changer. They elevate traction, control, and confidence. They sell only the best, like the full line of hand-cooked tires. Go to TireRack.com slash sports. Tell them what you drive. Your tires will ship fast and free to your one of over 10,000 recommended installers. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. Thanks for listening to the best of Outkick the Coverage podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning from 6 to 9 a.m. Eastern, 3 to 6 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for Outkick the Coverage at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every morning on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. This is the best of Outkick the Coverage with Clay Travis on Fox Sports Radio. The Ivy League has said that they are not going to play sports for the rest of the season, the rest of the semester, the rest of the year for all sports in college. And this now means that the Ivy League, which shut down in March of last year, is going to go nearly a year and a half with no sports being played anywhere on their campus. Let me repeat that. They shut down last year in March of 2019 sorry, March of 2020, and they are not going to be playing sports theoretically again until August of 2021. That is wild. And it hasn't gotten that much attention, but there are a ton of alums, a ton of athletes, the vast majority of people who play sports, and I would say 
a huge percentage of their parents as well are throwing up their hands and saying, what in the world are you doing in the Ivy League? And this, I believe, is the danger that all sports could have easily fallen into if the SEC in particular had not stood strong and said, we're going to find a way to play. And to me, this is indicative of what I would call cowardice that gets treated as bravery. The United States is a country that is about finding a way to overcome obstacles. Sports is a big part of that. To the extent that I am frustrated by many different things going on in the country today, one of the things that upsets me the most is that we call bravery now a willingness to not even attempt to succeed. A lot of people out there in our media and a lot of people in general in this country, now when things go uh, in, uh, in, in, in teams decide, oh, there's no way for us to play. We're going to curl up in the fetal position and we're just going to hide in our basements. Why in the world would we ever try to find a way to play sports? A lot of people call that bravery. Bravery is about finding a way to me to overcome obstacles, not about meekly acquiescing to challenges and saying there's no way that we could possibly overcome this. And we have lost our ability to use sports as a prism to challenge existing uh, existing major obstacles in this country and find ways to overcome them. And I just think a lot of people out there listening right now aren't aware of how close the Ivy League's failures in the world of sports came to defining all of college sports. And I know on this show we talk a lot about college football and we're now into college basketball season and certainly that discussion is more paramount. But there are a ton of sports that the vast majority of us don't spend a lot of time talking about that kids out there in college pour their heart and soul into. And that's not even talking about all the people who took their lessons in high school sports. And I just think we are in danger without a lot of people battling. And I I put myself in this category because we battled as hard as we possibly could on this show to make sure that as many sports as possible happen. I think we're in danger of doing what the Ivy League did. I don't think people are aware how close we came to shutting down all sports for the entirety of this year last fall for the fall semester and also for the spring semester, if we had followed the Ivy League's uh, lead, which is what the vast majority of people in sports media would have told you we need to do, there would have been zero sports taking place in all of college athletics for nearly a year and a half. Fortunately, we didn't, but shame on the Ivy League for being filled with the best and brightest of us all and not being able to use all of that intellectual heft to make the right decision and find a way for their kids to be able to play all sports. It's a colossal failure of the Ivy League that they ran and hid from controversy and conflict and obstacles and decided the safest thing to do was to curl up in the fetal position and not even try and find a way to play. 
It's pathetic. When we come back, more on the drama in the NFL at the quarterback position. We'll continue to break it down for you. In particular, what should the Cowboys do with Dak? I think it's a fascinating question. I'll tell you my answer. This is OutKick on Fox Sports Radio. This is OutKick, the coverage with Clay Travis. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. And you know O'Reilly Auto Parts, you know, o o o o who are in the business of keeping your car on the road. O'Reilly Auto Parts offer friendly, helpful service and the parts knowledge you need for all your maintenance and repairs. They've got thousands of parts and accessories in stock, either in-store or online, so you never have to worry if you're in a jam. The team at O'Reilly Auto Parts can test your battery for free in or out of your car. If it needs to be replaced, they'll help you find the right battery for your vehicle. Need your windshield wipers replaced a brake light fix or a quick service they'll help you find the right part or point you to the nearest local repair shop for help whether you're a car aficionado or an auto novice you'll find the employees at o'reilly auto parts are knowledgeable helpful and best of all friendly and by the way i was just at o'reilly not that long ago within the last month and guess what needed some help with the alternator had some questions with the batteries they helped me right away and did it right there in the parking lot the professional parts people at O'Reilly Auto Parts are your one-stop shop for all things auto, do-it-yourself, and you can find what you need in-store or online. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit them at O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. That's O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And guess what? So are we. Just in case you forgot, I'm Tori Deal. I'm a six-time finalist and a challenge champion. And I'm Anissa Ferrer, and I've been gracing your screens for the last two decades. I am a veteran challenger and challenge all-star. And speaking of all-stars, All-Stars 4 is finally here. I'm going to be honest. I literally thought this day was never going to come. Well, the challenge gods have answered our prayers, and we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, redemption seekers, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. Anyone can win, relationships matter, and only one all-star will claim the title of challenge champion. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. You've put it off long enough. It's time to replace your tires. Tire Rack has tires that will elevate your drive. Touring tires for commuter comfort. Performance tires for sporty handling. All-terrain tires for on- and off-road adventure. Go to TireRack.com to get started. Not sure where to begin? Use the Tire Decision Guide to get a personalized tire recommendation. The right tires for how, what, and where you drive. Choose from the full line of Kumo tires. Shipped fast and free to a recommended installer. 
installer near you or choose the convenience of mobile tire installation. They'll bring your new tires to your home or office and install them on site. It doesn't get much easier than that. Go to TireRack.com sports to see their Kumo test results, tire ratings, and consumer reviews. And be sure to check out all the current special offers. Great tires and a great deal. What more could you ask for? That's TireRack.com sports. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. Well, I tease as we went to break. I mean, there's a lot of drama out there in the NFL quarterback space. And we talked yesterday quite a bit about Deshaun Watson, and I explained to you why I thought Deshaun Watson to the Denver Broncos could make a decent amount of sense. And really, it boils down to the Denver Broncos consistently have not been able to find a quarterback in the draft ever since John Elway retired. And there's a lot of talk when we discuss the Miami Dolphins. Oh, by the way, how about Devontae Smith? coming out and saying that he thought Mac Jones was a lot better quarterback than Tua. I was kind of surprised that he said that just because he played with both guys and also because I don't think Mac Jones needs to get blown up that much. It seems like he's going to be a clear top half of the first round pick regardless. But that makes me wonder about what they're going to do in Miami. Because if you go back and look at Tua, and I loved watching Tua play, But if you go look at the talent that he had at wide receiver now, I think that the Alabama Crimson Tide in 2019 had the most talented collection of wide receivers in the history of college football. They had, think about this for a minute. They had Jerry Judy, who was, I think, a top 10 pick. They had Henry Ruggs, who ran, what, nearly one of the fastest 40 times that's ever existed, also a first-round pick. They had... uh, Devontae Smith, who won the Heisman Trophy, the first wide receiver to win the Heisman Trophy since Desmond Howard, all the way back in the year at Michigan. And they also had Jalen Waddell, who came back and played in the national title game and will also be a first-round wide receiver. They had four first-round wide receivers. And I'm telling you right now, I'm jotting down a note to myself because sometimes I start talking about a topic and I'm like, damn, that's a good topic. Tomorrow, I am going to talk about that quad of wide receivers and why there may be some uncertainty about Tua after his first year in Miami, partly because he was recovering from that severe hip injury, but also because he had the most talented wide receiver core in the history of college football. I believe that. I really do. But if you look right now, at what that Alabama offense was capable of with Mac Jones without Tua, they didn't skip a beat at all. And so I thought that was an interesting comment that Devontae Smith made. I'm going to unpack it a little bit more tomorrow. I'm jotting down a note literally to myself as we are talking because I think it's such an interesting idea. But the most uncertain quarterback position Outside of Deshaun Watson, who I think could make sense with the Denver Broncos because the Denver Broncos are the West Coast version of the Miami Dolphins, a team that for a generation basically has been unable to find a replacement for their first ballot NFL Hall of Fame quarterback. Elway and Marino, and don't tell me that Peyton Manning counts because he was already a first ballot NFL Hall of Famer himself. Credit to John Elway for getting him to relocate to Denver for four years. 
But that's not the same thing as going out, drafting a quarterback, developing him, and having him turn into a big-time playmaker. So I could see both of those teams, Miami and Denver, getting involved in a big way over Deshaun Watson before it's all said and done. But outside of Deshaun, the biggest storyline, I think, at the quarterback position that is now left in the wake of Carson Wentz's trade, Jared Goff, Matthew Stafford, all that movement, is what are the Cowboys going to do with Dak? And I think we could almost do an entire show discussing what the Cowboys are going to do with Dak. But my position here going forward is I don't think the Cowboys can give Dak Prescott a multi-year deal. If you were listening to the show yesterday, we had Albert Breer on. And Albert Breer said something really interesting about Dak's contract. He said, look, he's going to cost him if they franchise him $37 million this year. Not a bad payday. I'd sign up for that salary. Going to cost him $37 million this year. Cost him over $30 million last year. And if they tried to franchise him a third time, it would cost them over $50 million. So you are talking about Dak Prescott, who the Cowboys didn't necessarily want to give $100 million, potentially being on track just from his one-year salaries as a franchise-tagged player to make over $100 million in three years with the Dallas Cowboys. And potentially Dak is setting himself up for the Kirk Cousins treatment. If you remember what happened also in the NFC East with the Washington football team, they franchise tagged Kirk Cousins two straight years, and then he went and signed a monster deal with the Minnesota Vikings. And a lot of people out there said, my God, how well did Kirk Cousins play this in order to make as much money as he did? And I think there's an argument out there that Dak and Kirk Cousins are somewhat similar quarterbacks. In that, I mean, they are not top five guys, probably not top 10 guys. We could have an argument about that. Guys that are good, better than anybody else you could go find on the market, but not difference makers who you're going to be talking about as great quarterbacks for a decade or more, not Hall of Fame caliber quarterbacks. Now, Dak's still young. But I think there's an analogy there with Kirk Cousins. Kirk Cousins is a Hall of Fame quarterback for purposes of his salary. And I don't blame him at all. As a capitalist, I want an athlete to make as much money as he can off his labor, just like I want to make as much money as I can off my labor. But the difference is, Dak has now had a second surgery. And I don't think you can sign him to a long-term deal. I think you have to bring him back under the franchise tag and make him prove to you that he's still got the ability to play at an incredibly high level. And if you do that, I think what you are basically sending a message to Dak on is that you are acknowledging that you're still not sold, he's your quarterback of the future. And if that happens at this point in time, if I'm Dak Prescott, I want to come back and prove I'm 100% healthy But I'm also not interested in staying with the Dallas Cowboys going forward because we would have given them, me and my representation, ample times to take care of me like they took care of Amari Cooper, like they took care of of so many different guys on that side of Zeke, on the offensive side of the ball. And you're not willing to pay me who you drafted and got tons of work for for almost no cost. They took care of Tyron Smith. They took care of everybody else on that offense. If I'm Dak, I'm saying, hey, man, I'm out. 
I'm not rolling with this anymore. I think the Cowboys and Dak Prescott are set up for an incredibly contentious offseason as we continue to roll forward. This is Outkick the Coverage with Clay Travis. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. And you know O'Reilly Auto Parts, you know, o o o O'Reilly, who are in the business of keeping your car on the road. O'Reilly Auto Parts offer friendly, helpful service and the parts knowledge you need for all your maintenance and repairs. They've got thousands of parts and accessories in stock, either in-store or online, so you never have to worry if you're in a jam. The team at O'Reilly Auto Parts can test your battery for free in or out of your car. If it needs to be replaced, they'll help you find the right battery for your vehicle. Need your windshield wipers replaced a brake light fix or a quick service they'll help you find the right part or point you to the nearest local repair shop for help whether you're a car aficionado or an auto novice you'll find the employees at o'reilly auto parts are knowledgeable helpful and best of all friendly and by the way i was just at o'reilly not that long ago within the last month and guess what needed some help with the alternator had some questions with the batteries they helped me right away and did it right there in the parking lot the professional parts people at O'Reilly Auto Parts are your one-stop shop for all things auto, do-it-yourself, and you can find what you need in-store or online. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit them at O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. That's O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And guess what? So are we. Just in case you forgot, I'm Tori Deal. I'm a six-time finalist and a Challenge champion. And I'm Anissa Ferrer, and I've been gracing your screens for the last two decades. I am a veteran challenger and Challenge All-Star. And speaking of All-Stars, All-Stars 4 is finally here. I'm going to be honest. I literally thought this day was never going to come. Well, the Challenge Gods have answered our prayers, and we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, redemption seekers, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. Anyone can win, relationships matter, and only one all-star will claim the title of challenge champion. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. You've put it off long enough. It's time to replace your tires. Tire Rack has tires that will elevate your drive. Touring tires for commuter comfort. Performance tires for sporty handling. All-terrain tires for on- and off-road adventure. Go to TireRack.com to get started. Not sure where to begin? Use the Tire Decision Guide to get a personalized tire recommendation. The right tires for how, what, and where you drive. 
Choose from the full line of Bridgestone tires. Shipped fast and free to a recommended installer near you. Or choose the convenience of mobile tire installation. They'll bring your new tires to your home or office and install them on site. It doesn't get much easier than that. Go to TireRack.com sports to see their Bridgestone test results, tire ratings, and consumer reviews. And be sure to check out all the current special offers. Great tires and a great deal. What more could you ask for? That's TireRack sports tirerack.com the way tire buying should be one of the guys that writes regularly at outkick appreciate his work bobby barack uh, writes all day at outkick you can check him out all the time at outkick.com encourage you to do so uh and bobby i wanted to bring you on because there's been a lot of discussion about the radio industry in general in the wake of rush limbaugh dying last week and where he fits in in the history of radio and many other aspects he and howard stern sports talk radio uh, i'm going to bring you in to to ask you some questions about that in a moment but i wanted to ask you about this uh as we start off did you see the story about the u.s women's soccer team is now tired of kneeling and so they're going to start to stand up for the national anthem again it got me wondering uh how much of this is just social media driven and it is going to cycle back through where it wasn't very long ago that everybody was saying oh my god drew Brees, it's unacceptable that he said he's going to stand for the anthem and it feels like to me and i could be wrong but i'm curious what you think that the whole kneeling during the national anthem uh gesture is pretty much played out because it's become so commonplace and people are like, oh, that's over now. I'm going to go back to standing for the anthem. In other words, the trend was popular for a short period of time, got too popular, and then it just cycles back to the regular universe. Do you think that's where we're headed in the uh, world of sports? You know, I don't know because I think I think here's an important point to make, and we talked about this this past summer around June, July, that you're right, that kneeling for the anthem was a statement that garnered all sorts of attention. But after Drew Brees, that fiasco, it almost became a statement to stand for the anthem, especially in the NBA. I mean, there was that one player who stand for the national anthem, and that drew all the attention in the NBA when the bubble kicked off this summer. So you're right that I don't think kneeling now it's not shocking it's not brave it's not courageous like it doesn't in any way to the extent that it ever was when everybody is doing the same thing it isn't in any way remarkable and i just thought that was intriguing that the u.s women just said basically kneeling is a gesture and we're not really interested in just gestures anymore and so they said we decided we're going to start to stand for the national anthem again and that's significant to me because the u.s women had said They had fought to change the rules which required them to stand for the anthem. And as soon – I really feel like this. As soon as there was nobody to fight against them over it, it was like, well, it's not rebellious to do it anymore. And, and, And one of my buddies had this idea last year. He was like, you know what would absolutely kill kneeling? He was like, and and I think I've said it on the show before, but it is a funny idea. He was like, if Roger Goodell started showing up, the commissioner of the NFL, and kneeling like at the the 50-yard line, like with his fist raised and a black black power salute, like during the national anthem – Everybody would be like, "Man, this is this is played out. We got old, you know, white rich dudes doing it now. Like, 
and they move on, right? Just like kids do uh, when if, if you're, you know, you pay attention, like as soon as your dad or mom get on Facebook, then or your grandma's on Facebook, you're like, I'm not hanging out on Facebook anymore, right? Like it stops to be the cool, stops being the cool place anymore. And I kind of feel like that's what happened with kneeling. It's all of a sudden just going to kind of disappear. Yeah, I like that example. It reminds me of when Snapchat, uh, Snapchat blew up. People like, well, if my mom and Ann are going to post pictures on Instagram, I'm going to post mine on Snapchat. Yeah, <laughs> that, that but kids, fi- kids flee. Young people flee from wherever the old people show up because you can kind of trace the trajectory. Facebook initially was all college kids back in the early days. You had to, in fact, have a .edu college address. And then I remember the controversy as soon as they opened it up to everybody else, it wasn't that cool to be on Facebook anymore and you moved to Instagram or Snapchat or whatever it is. And I was thinking about this yesterday. Uh, I was talking to my mom, and she said, oh, I saw on Instagram that you won Fox Bet the the crown this week on your TV show. And I was like, you know, my my mom, if she's, like, keeping up with everything on Instagram, I'm sure there are a lot of people out there, like, you know, it's time to move on from from Instagram. Now, I'm getting old enough myself. I, I just, I can't keep up with all, like, I'm not on TikTok. At some point, I feel like you just have to be like, hey, uh, I'm on too many social media apps. I'm probably going to stay on Twitter, uh, and uh, and I'm not sure that I'm going to be super active on any others. But that's kind of an interesting universe, and I would analogize it with the the anthem in general. Yeah, it's a good example. And uh, you know, go back to your original question: Do I think it will phase? Out? I think the one thing to keep an eye on is, and this is kind of where we're at in the country. It takes one person to have a voice that matters or think they matter online, and it change everything. So eventually, if everybody stops kneeling, then all of a sudden LeBron or somebody has an issue with it. Then I believe we could go back to a point where all of a sudden it's it becomes brave just to stand again. So I I, I agree with you overall, but I'm not ready to say it's totally gone yet because play you know how cautious these athletes are about their reputation and so much of it is driven through online social media uh well who's your favorite major league baseball team do you have one well it was the tigers but they've been in last place for the past couple of years i kind of had to retire that fandom so i'll go uh let's see you're a Braves fan, right? I think you kind of adapted the team. So I'll, uh, uh, I'll stick with Tigers, I guess, because I haven't really um, changed my fandom yet. Yeah, so I switched over to the Braves because of my 10-year-old, who's a huge Braves fan. But the reason why I was asking is, okay, let's presume that it's actually good weather in the spring in Detroit, which oftentimes it's not. Right. Would you be comfortable going to sit in a crowd for a Major League Baseball game if the weather were decent, like I'm not talking about it being 20 degrees and cold, but that's a nice stadium in Detroit. I've been there. My wife is from Michigan, uh, outside of Detroit. It's a fun place to go watch a game. Would you be comfortable yourself going to watch a game outdoors? And how crowded would you be comfortable with the stadium being? Assuming, again, let's say it's 65 degrees and sunny for a game in Detroit. Yeah, absolutely. I think by then, uh, there was just a report uh, a couple of days ago. We wrote about an outkick that, you know, by April we could reach herd immunity or, you know, yeah. some So, Wall Street report. Journal, Wall Street right. Journal editorial, a Johns Hopkins scientist, uh, doctor said absolutely. that based on the number of people that had had COVID and the fact that we've uh, inoculated somewhat over 60 million people, that he believes the reason why the COVID cases are collapsing are is because of herd immunity. And he thinks by by the end of April, basically, COVID is done as a major storyline in the United States. 
Right. I think um, once we reach that point, I would have no issue, really no major concern about going to a baseball game. Now, now again, um, everybody's situation is different. If you're elderly or have the underlying condition, I can understand. But, um, you know, luckily I don't have either of those problems. So, yeah, I, I would absolutely feel comfortable. And tell you the truth, Clay, um, I hope we get there because I miss not going to a game last year. I'm not the yeah. biggest baseball fan, but going to a game, especially on a nice day, you know, getting uh, your hot dog and seeing everybody interact, having fun. A baseball game is one of the few places that you go to and you look around and everybody's happy. Yeah, That is so rare in this country. You go to a store, you see a lot of frowning faces, people on their phone looking in distress. A baseball game, everybody is happy. Now, even a football game, you can say, well, everybody's happy, but they're also on edge because the game matters so much. It's people yelling, cheering. Baseball, everybody's sitting back, relaxing, enjoying themselves. As a country, we need that. That's exactly what this country needs. Yeah, I'm excited to go. Uh, to I'm, I'm going to take my 10-year-old down to the Braves, hopefully sooner rather than later, and watch games. We stayed in a hotel next door where we watched the game take place uh, inside of the hotel room, and that was always a little bit silly based on the rules because you could watch the game on a jumbotron right outside of the stadium doors uh, with a lot of crowd around. You could go to the bars. You could go to the restaurants. All of that was permissible. You could even go to an escape game, uh, which they have all at the Battery there in Atlanta, but you weren't able to go into the stadium itself, which made absolutely no, no sense to me. We're talking to Bobby Barak. Um, so the, the question that I started with that I was going to bring you in on is we had a little bit of a debate on the show, and you cover media for OutKick, about the most influential radio person ever. And I say ever, and what I really mean is oftentimes in anybody's right. life that exists now, because ever, I mean, I, you know, in the 1920s, there were radio programs before there was television, 1930s. But I mean radio in the traditional way in which we think of radio, not in the context of it being basically a television program that's audio only so people could sit and listen to it. Who would you say is the more influential uh, person on radio Rush Limbaugh or Howard Stern, is there anybody else that you would even put in that category? No, those are the two, but quite frankly, I actually don't even think it's a debate. Let me break this down. So let's go through Howard Stern's legacy. So he was a phenomenon. He did things on radio nobody ever had. There was so much of an interest to say, well, what is he going to say next? How is he going to sound? All the FCC violations. It just, it just had an impact that spread all around the country. He had such massive success. But when you say influence, he didn't really have any influence because – no one ever, he didn't open any lanes. If you look at Rush Limbaugh now, he was the reason not only that there's Sean Handy, Glenn Beck, Mark Levin, all these talk radio stars, but Clay, he also had an impact on Washington, D.C., our political landscape. I mean, so many people pointed out that before Rush, the GOP was really struggling, fighting back in Congress. He gave them ideas. I wrote it in my piece last week, and so many people had told me this when I was speaking to them, you know, moments after Rush died, hours later, they go, a sitting Republican president could not win the election unless they had Rush Limbaugh's support. They could not have an agenda, have a policy that he didn't tell his viewers was a good one because so many millions of people tuned into Rush every day because they listened to him. He was their voice of reason. He 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 told the country storyline that other media outlets like back then the newspapers would not cover. And it, it goes well beyond just 
conservative versus liberal. Well, I look at Rush Limbaugh as an independent thinker. He told the country, well, you're able to cover stories that other outlets won't cover. You're able to take a stance that's not popular. You're able to go against the critics. And what I always say, he showed the country, he showed media outlets, radio hosts, that being yourself, connecting to an audience, has way more value than having an Ivy League education, using fancy words, talking down. Rush Limbaugh didn't talk down to his viewers. He talked to them. And that genre was so popular that so many people followed in his path. I always go back to this. Whenever somebody's great at something, you always want to say, well, who's next? Or are we sure he's the best? LeBron's changed. Chasing Jordan, Tom Brady chased Joe Montana. Mahomes is going to chase Tom Brady. Nobody chases Rush Limbaugh. You could make a case: the second and third most influential, popular talk radio hosts ever are Sean Hannity and Mark Levin. Both have said, not just this past week, but for years. They're not trying to be rushed because they can't be rushed. They're just trying to be number two, an alternative, because Rush was in his own league. Howard Stern did not have that impact. He's a legend. He's on the Mount Rushmore. But Rush's legacy transcend radio, politics, everything. Clay, I don't know how much you listen to Rush. I think a lot of you know your willingness to go against the grain or even create outkick as something that's different than what was out there before. I don't know if there's a path for that without Rush Limbaugh showing people that, yeah, there is an appetite for what, what the mainstream media is not providing. It's interesting. I've never been more thankful that I started OutKick than in the last uh, four or five years with what I've seen going on in the world of sports and in culture in general. But it's not as if I saw this coming when I started OutKick in 2011, right? We're almost coming up on the 10-year anniversary of OutKick. When I started OutKick, I just thought that the teams and the sports that I cared about the most weren't being talked about in the way that I was used to talking about them. And uh, and that was often in a fun, entertaining, effervescent way. And uh, and what's happened is so much of the universe of 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 conversation and debate has been curtailed and there just aren't very many independent voices that are left. And so I would be so frustrated. And I think about this uh, quite a lot. If I were just still a practicing attorney, uh, you could be successful as a practicing attorney. And I know a lot of people out there are listening, but you're worried all the time that you can't say what you actually think for so many different jobs out there. And the one that I would probably have if I weren't running a media company and doing this radio show would be attorney. And even for jobs like those, you're worried about what you might say on social media and how people are going to react to it. And I I just, I had this conversation with my wife and she said it a lot. I've never, some people like it, right? Some people go to therapy, whatever it is, makes you feel better. I've never felt the need to go to any kind of therapy because for what I do as an adult, I get to say exactly what I think every day. And I think a big part of why people go to therapy is to be able to often say exactly what they think and they don't know where they can say it now. And I feel like incredibly light on my feet every day after I finish the show 
because I've said exactly what I think about virtually every issue under the sun and people can agree or disagree with it, but I don't feel like I'm pulling any punches or reading what else is going on in society and constantly having to bite my tongue or being one of those people, and I'm sure there's a lot of you out there, that draft a tweet or a Facebook message or an Instagram post and then you hit delete because you're afraid of what the reaction might be if you actually put it out there. And, you know, this cancel culture growth, the identity politics universe, all of that, I feels like has led to an era where people don't feel comfortable saying exactly what they think. And I do believe that a guy like Rush Limbaugh, whether you agree or disagree with him, and also Howard Stern, they expand the universe of what is acceptable conversation on the radio in a way that certainly has benefited me and countless others. Yeah, and I think the best compliment that I've gotten since working from Outkick and, you know, it's almost been a year, it's come now, I think nine, ten months now, is that people come to me, it's always privately because they don't want their name on it, which I get because especially what's going on now, and they're always like, you're so right, Clay's so right, but every, you know, people agree with us, but they can't say it because it's not accepted. And that's, I think, what Rush showed is that there is an appetite for that. You might not think it because, Clay, not everything you or I write or say is going to get the most comments of people agreeing. A lot of us get people disagreeing. But, you know, privately, we get DMs, phone calls, and texts of people saying, yeah, we agree. And to me, that's way more important than some random Twitter account, you know, saying how racist something is or how much that's being taken off, uh, you know, how much that's being taken offline censored all that stuff because those guys are saying things that are accepted online because it's the easy way out but saying things that are true that are important to say that no other outlets covering it i think that is the importance of outkick and i think that was the importance of rush because he was the first one ever to do that agree with him or disagree there's no denying that he said what he felt and i think that's why he was such a threat to the mainstream media is because they all had to watch everything they said. They had to, you know, critique their writing and take out words that might be too harsh or reword stuff to make sure it's safe. He didn't do that. He went on for three hours every day, no guests, no editor, said exactly what he wanted, and it made him the most successful radio host since the day he started. I mean, he passed away last week. He was still number one. So this is a, a big picture question for you. Audio space. Audio space is actually kind of hot right now. There's all these different uh, new companies where conversations are taking place. I think there are a lot of people out there that are not enamored of video conversations because they have to constantly worry about what they look like. (laughs) And and I, I mean, I think there are a lot of people out there listening to us right now that are like, man, if I have to have another Zoom call and worry about what the angle of my face is going to be or what shirt I'm wearing or remember to even to put pants on, uh, right. When you're inside of your own house, as opposed to having a phone conversation or an audio conversation. So there's a lot of, uh, there's a lot of excitement in the audio space right now where there seems to be a lot of interest where does audio go from here? Would you buy stock in podcast? Would you buy stock in, uh, in a subscription-based podcast networks? Would you buy stock in traditional radio? How do you think in the years ahead people are going to consume their audio content most consistently? Yeah, so this, this question is interesting. I thought about it a lot just the past couple of months, really years. Um, so you're doing a radio show right now, and like uh, other people in sports, like notably Colin Coward, successful terrestrial radio shows that also are available in podcast form. That's right. Which has really opened a lot of listeners. Both both you guys have radio shows that in podcast form do very well. Now, moving forward, 
I think you're going to have that, but it's going to be in reverse. Westwood One has already started doing that, doing this, and I think it's a really innovative model. So what they've done is take popular podcasts and simulcast them on radio. So it's a podcast first, radio show second. Because I think as the country moves forward, you're going to have more and more people watch shows on demand. So even when they're in their car or whatever, they're going to choose podcasting. So they've done it with Ben Shapiro, Dan Bongino, and Michael Knowles. They are airing their digital podcast from earlier in the day on radio through all their affiliates. I think that's a very smart model. Now, you asked me, would I buy stock in podcasting? I would say no. I wrote about this a couple of weeks ago. Um, only the top 1% of podcasts are truly making a lot of money. Now, sometimes that can shift depending on what kind of ads you have and who you're doing business with. But you have to have a pretty successful podcast to make money. And, Clay, there's so many already. I mean, if you look through the sports podcast, there isn't a lot of room. In order to get a successful podcast going, you have to take listeners, arguably, from other podcasts. That's why I think it's going to be hard for people to just launch podcasts out of nowhere and catch lightning in a bottle. That's why I keep going back to these OTTs because you're much more dependent on subscriptions and ads. Now, some OTTs also have ads, but if you can get people to pay per month, like Netflix, Hulu, Peacock, HBO Max, you're going to have much more money and freedom because you don't have to answer to advertisers, and you're also able to build other shows. So I, I, would, I think we're heading to a place where the big names are going to have successful podcasts, and that's where probably a lot of the money is going to come from. But I think people on the middle ground or middle class, I think you're going to see them have more success on OTTs where they can foul and lead into hosts that already have an audience. But a good example is this. Um, I think Colin Coward might be the most popular sports radio host right now. Um, you know, In podcast form, a show would do better following his on an OTT because his audience is already consuming it than telling them, hey, go open the Spotify app, go search this name. It takes a lot of work. People have to have a lot of interest to do that. So it's a big question, but I would say overall we're heading to a place where the big names are going to have podcasts that could be simulcast on radio, but you're going to see a lot of people more to the OTT, whether that be like you're seeing Fox Nation do that, Peacock, they have a talk hub, um, and Peacock also, remember, they launch a sports channel. So if you have a sports podcast with NBC, you're more likely to have it behind the Peacock paywall than just free all across the podcast providers. Good stuff, man. Uh, we are launching, by the way, as many people out there listening know, our own OutKick OTT po- uh, podcast audio universe, uh, which will uh, include my show and then the new guys, uh, Chad Withrow, Paul Kaharski, who's going to be on next hour, and Jonathan Hutton. They launch on March 15th. So we're eventually going to have 13 hours of daily programming that people will be able to consume as well, which I'm pretty excited about. Uh, Bobby, good stuff. Keep up the good work. I appreciate it, my man. Yeah, Clay, real quick on that, I think that's such a good point because people are going to be able to leave that OutKick OTT on all day. It's not like they have to listen to a podcast, then go find another one. They can leave that OTT on all day long in the background, and that's how you build continuity with the audience. That's true. OutKick.com, you can hang out there. Uh, Bobby Barak, I appreciate it as always, my man, uh, and we'll talk to you again soon. All right, thanks, Clay. This is OutKick, the coverage with Clay Travis.
Hey, it's Jonas Knox. And you know O'Reilly Auto Parts. You know, o o o o who are in the business of keeping your car on the road. O'Reilly Auto Parts offer friendly, helpful service and the parts knowledge you need for all your maintenance and repairs. They've got thousands of parts and accessories in stock, either in-store or online, so you never have to worry if you're in a jam. The team at O'Reilly Auto Parts can test your battery for free in or out of your car. If it needs to be replaced, they'll help you find the right battery for your vehicle. Need your windshield wipers replaced a brake light fix or a quick service they'll help you find the right part or point you to the nearest local repair shop for help whether you're a car aficionado or an auto novice you'll find the employees at o'reilly auto parts are knowledgeable helpful and best of all friendly and by the way i was just at o'reilly not that long ago within the last month and guess what needed some help with the alternator had some questions with the batteries they helped me right away and did it right there in the parking lot the professional parts people at O'Reilly Auto Parts are your one-stop shop for all things auto, do-it-yourself, and you can find what you need in-store or online. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit them at O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. That's O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And guess what? So are we. Just in case you forgot, I'm Tori Deal. I'm a six-time finalist and a Challenge champion. And I'm Anissa Ferrer, and I've been gracing your screens for the last two decades. I am a veteran challenger and Challenge All-Star. And speaking of All-Stars, All-Stars 4 is finally here. I'm going to be honest. I literally thought this day was never going to come. Well, the Challenge Gods have answered our prayers, and we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, redemption seekers, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. Anyone can win, relationships matter, and only one all-star will claim the title of challenge champion. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. You've put it off long enough. It's time to replace your tires. Tire Rack has tires that will elevate your drive. Touring tires for commuter comfort. Performance tires for sporty handling. All-terrain tires for on- and off-road adventure. Go to TireRack.com to get started. Not sure where to begin? Use the Tire Decision Guide to get a personalized tire recommendation. The right tires for how, what, and where you drive. Choose from the full line of Goodyear tires. Shipped fast and free to a recommended install near you or choose the convenience of mobile tire installation they'll bring your new tires to your home or office and install them on site it doesn't get much easier than that go to tirerackcom sports to see their goodyear test results tire ratings and consumer reviews and be sure to check out all the current special offers great tires and a great deal what more could you ask for that's tirerackcom sports tirerack.com the way tire buying should be 
appreciate all of you hanging out with us. Hope your Tuesday is going well. Uh, we've already had a pretty loaded show, honestly. Bobby Barak swung by. He is one of OutKick's media writers. Does a really good job. He was with us in the second hour of the program. My guy Lance Taylor, 94.5 Jocks down in Birmingham. Been doing uh, daily radio there in that state for a long time. Uh, and we're about to be joined by Paul Kaharski, who is an NFL Hall of Fame voter, a writer at OutKick, soon to be uh, writing at OutKick uh, on a regular basis. And we're launching a new radio show that will involve him and Chad Withrow and Jonathan Hutton, uh, who you've heard on this radio program as well as a part of the OutKick Over the Top Network. All that stuff's going to be a lot of fun, and I'm excited about it. But as we went to break there, I was talking about the U.S. women's soccer team and their decision to basically say, we are done with kneeling during the national anthem. And the same thing is being said by English Premier League soccer members. I grabbed a few quotes from that story as well, which I thought was so interesting because the English Premier League has also been dealing with their own situation surrounding protests and the way to draw attention to things that they're concerned about. And many of the players in the English Premier League are now saying, well, this kneeling business is just kind of a distraction because everybody's talking about the kneeling and they're not paying attention to the larger context and we're ready to move to actually taking tangible action as opposed to basically a symbolic act. And I saw it echoed here in the U.S. women And I think the larger context here, I think the larger context here is this is not a statement that anybody cares about if there's not a rebellious factor to it anymore. And when, as I was going to break and I'm saying, when Ben and Jerry's is coming out with their own protest ice cream, it ain't very protest worthy anymore because the man is on your side. And if you go study rebellious movements, as soon as the mainstream buys into the rebellious movement, it's over. It doesn't have any more punch, any more power any longer because the mainstream sucks up the counter-revolution and makes it a part of the new revolution. And this is actually what happened in the 1960s if you go study everything and how wild it was in the civil rights movement with all the hippies with the anti-vietnam protest we're living in an era right now where basically instead of vietnam i think you can plug in covid right the covid pandemic and you had donald trump and you had all the controversy and all the athletes and all the cultural and social conflict and then you toss in social media and that kind of created its own potent cocktail of, uh, of, of, of just craziness, right? That is the word that I think most people would use to describe 2020 was just crazy. Now, there's other adjectives associated with it as well, but the one that I think is emblematic of everything that went on is just it was a crazy year. It was a year without precedent. Well, that's a lot like 1968. And what happened after 1968 is a lot of people decided, you know what, I just wanted things to get back to normal. And that was Joe Biden's entire campaign. Joe Biden was basically like, hey, I'm just an old dude. I'm going to get things back to normal. 
And I don't know if that's going to happen or not, but that really was kind of the same campaign that Richard Nixon ran. After all the craziness that had been going on in the 1960s, Nixon campaigned on law and order. Now, Trump tried to campaign on law and order. The difference was he had COVID and he was the incumbent, and it's harder to campaign on law and order when you're the incumbent. It's harder to say, hey, I'm going to be the change agent when you're already in a position of power. But I think all of this is rolling together in a sophisticated and interesting way in the world of sports and without an obstacle to protest, protest isn't cool anymore. It's not rebellious. And even Colin Kaepernick himself, he's got all these different deals, Nike, Ben and Jerry's, he's making his own Netflix movie. He's not very rebellious of a character anymore. When you cash in, Colin Kaepernick's got his own SPAC. Did you see that? He's got his own SPAC. A lot of you don't even know what a SPAC is. He's raising money to be able to make more money. He's sold out as much as you can sell out. Now, I don't mind. I'm a capitalist. Sell out as much as you can, but a lot of people start to say, wait a minute. You're telling us how awful America is and you are cashing in? making tens of millions of dollars running around telling people how awful America is? How many countries in the world can you get yourself filthy rich in by telling people how awful that country is and companies just throw money at you? Colin Kaepernick's like, steps up to Mike. He doesn't hardly say anything. He's like, America is evil. And Netflix is like, here's a billion dollars. Speak truth. Keep speaking your truth. America is an awful place. Nike's like, amen. Here, here's a shoe. Colin Kaepernick's like, I am uh, overcome by the awful inhumanity of America's history. And Ben and Jerry's is like, preach it, brother. Here's your own ice cream. The way that big companies have just totally dove in to the woke movement is actually going to destroy the woke movement. And I think you're seeing it with the U.S. women. They're like, well, Donald Trump's not president anymore. Nobody's really that mad about us kneeling. Why are we doing this anymore? And it's, I mean, really, it's amazing. People forget, remember, Colin Kaepernick started his protest when Barack Obama was still president. People want to all connect it to Donald Trump. But one reason I think Donald Trump won was because of Colin Kaepernick's protest. He was the candidate running against Hillary Clinton in August of 2016 when Colin Kaepernick started his protest. And I just think what's happened is all of these big multinational corporations have bought into protesting and protesting so hot and we're going to have social justice warrior commercials And it's really not very cool then. Again, as we went to break, I was like, you know, Huey Newton and Stokely Carmichael, the original Black Panthers, who Colin Kaepernick is is patterning himself on in some way, like, they didn't have an ice cream flavor. Malcolm X didn't get a tennis shoe. Like, they were true rebels. Corporations have co-opted whatever Colin Kaepernick wants to say and now they're making money off of it and they're giving him money in the process and it's hard to feel like this is anything other than a new way to sell product.
When LeBron James got a quality written on his sneakers that are made by slaves in, in China, and people don't even make the connection, the company is just pulling the wool over everybody's eyes, and they don't even know what's going on, and they're like, man, I'm so glad to support all these war- woke corporations, and all these dudes are just getting filthy rich off being pretend woke. It's wild. And I think that's what's going on with the U.S. women. Up next, we'll talk more NFL. Paul Kaharski. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Are your wiper blades chattering, skipping, or squeaking? Don't let streaks or smearing on your windshield compromise your visibility. When it's time to replace your wiper blades, stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts and see our selection. Our professional parts people will even install your new wiper blades while you wait. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying... A, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, love at first, first listen. listen. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. With new segments, correspondence, and a new sound. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. MTV's official Challenge Podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 